Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Progressive American. As always, I'm your host, Connor Kelly. On December 7, 1941, then-President Franklin Delano Roosevelt declared that the day would forever live in infamy after an attack on Pearl Harbor by the Japanese Empire. Unfortunately, it will not be the only day of darkness that will stain our nation's history. On Wednesday, January 6, 2021, the People's House, the Capitol Building, was attacked by insurrectionists claiming to be patriots. Guided by their partisan rage, they stormed the most sacred legislature in the entire country. The very place where our laws, our society, is written into being was occupied by right-wing terrorists. They sought to overthrow a democratic election based on conspiracies that were promoted by a petulant president. Ladies and gentlemen, four people have died because of this illegal and unacceptable act of treachery. One woman was killed after being shot by security for attempts to storm the legislature. Three more died due to other medical issues, and there are reports of a fifth person, a member of the Capitol Police, dying as well, although this is contested by the Capitol's PR team. The New York Times reported that the president was hesitant to send the National Guard to deal with the incursion by his supporters, resulting in Vice President Mike Pence having to go around him entirely. Capitol Police were overwhelmed and unprepared while the president did and said absolutely nothing. The remarkable inaction by the Capitol Police and the lack of preparation was a point of immense outrage. The Associated Press reported that the Capitol Police turned down assistance from federal agents not once but twice, once before the rally and once during the riot. Our government was caught with its pants down in front of a wave of fascists. There has also been footage of some Capitol officers opening the barricades for some of the insurrectionists and retreating not long thereafter. Others took selfies with the men and women trying to overthrow our democracy. We had fascists running through our government, and some of the officers who were supposed to protect said democracy seemingly could not care less. Joe Scarborough, in reaction to this, had this to say. So I want to know from the Capitol Hill police, what, what, what is it? Is it just white people? Or is it Donald Trump supporters? Why do you scream at people for walking across the street three blocks away from the Capitol? Why are you known as badasses around the Capitol? But then Trump supporters come in and you open the fucking doors for them. You open the doors for them and let them breach the people's house. This outrage is palpable and I cannot help but feel a sense of betrayal. I never approved of Trump and I never approved of his presidency. But I never imagined he would engage in open insurrection against the United States government and attempt to kill people, or at the very least get people to do it for him, to overturn an election. Many of the people who were involved in this felt that their cause was right and just and true, and that they felt entitled to the assistance of the police in overthrowing an election which they had no authority to stop. One woman, according to the nation, claimed that they were they shouldn't be shooting the patriots. They're supposed to be shooting Black Lives Matter. That is where we were at. That was where we were at that night. We had fascists who believed themselves to be above the law, to be entitled to political privileges on the basis of who they supported for president. And some officers let them inside. Currently, there are an bunch of people who are resigning. I just saw that Nancy uh, Betsy DeVos of the Secretary of Education is resigning right now. Uh, she's treating it as a, 
Me Kalpa moment. But make no mistake, these people knew who they were working with, including Mike Pence, who for the last couple of days has actually done some good things. But that does not change the fact that he enabled an administration that got this far in the first place. The fact that the Twitter and Facebook had to silence the President of the United States because he was being so irresponsible with his rhetoric is not only an indictment of our President, but it is an indictment on every member of the government who supported him, played cover for him, and ignored all the things that he was doing. Even when he was running against Hillary, he claimed that it would be rigged if he lost. Never mind the fact that he lost by 3 million votes, or that he was ne has never had a mandate from the public in any public opinion poll. He's always been below 50%. But it somehow has always been rigged to him. I wish I could say that I was surprised by how ferocious these people were. I didn't expect them to, to try and take the Capitol itself, I, I will admit that. But I, I wish I could say I was surprised that there were people who were thinking about it and people who support it. Now, some of the preliminary polling has suggested that a significant portion of Republicans support what just happened or at the very least approve of it. And if that's the case, then our country is in for a world of trouble, a world of pain and suffering and totalitarianism that was promoted by a feckless president who never once won the popular vote. He lost it in 2016, and he lost it here. And his response was to promote a protest that he knew was based on conspiracies. And if there's anything we know about conspiracies, is that they promote violence, fear, bigotry, and hatred. Something he has long partook in. I wish I could say God bless America tonight. I wish I could say that this country will be okay, and in all likelihood it very well be, will be, but it's going to be a painful process. But God bless America does not fit what we're witnessing, what we witnessed that night. What we, we really should be saying is God help America, because we're lost, because we haven't been willing to call out a certain subsection of the American right that has felt entitled to power, felt entitled to the true Americans, that to be those who are the real Americans and that anybody who disagrees with their perspective just doesn't love this country enough. And that is the othering, the long-term results of othering being shown just for all of us to see. When I planned on uh, recording this stream, uh, this podcast, I initially planned it to be a little more calm, analytical, uh, and I mean the podcast overall. I, I expected it to be a lot more informative rather than frustrating, because I thought that I would be able to use my experience as a political science student, as a historian, to be able to inform my fellow Americans to the best of my ability. But I also didn't expect to see live on my, while I was streaming someone storming the Capitol building, someone just obliterating the people's house. There has been violence in the House, the House of Representatives before. There has been horrid things that have happened in that building before. But it is still our house.
and for people to march in there with guns, to fire on it, to storm through it, to break into the representative's office, to, to put their foot on Nancy Pelosi's desk. She is the majority speaker of the House, ladies and gentlemen. And the fact that there were people who we got on camera doing that is beyond all reason. So I'm just going to leave you with this. I don't know where this will go. I know Trump has recently decided to give a sort of pseudo-concession. But that came too late. Four people are dead now because of his lies. And we're going to have to spend a lot of time unpacking and pulling away at the lies, the nonsense, and the people who peddled it. This is not just a problem of Trump. The othering that I just talked about, that precipitated. That was before Trump. That was long before him. There's going to be a change. There has to be a change in the American body politic. Because if we don't want this to happen every time there's a presidential election, or God forbid in state houses across this country like we had in Michigan, we're going to have to seriously challenge the right on its behavior when it comes to political rhetoric. Facebook should ban stuff like this. I, I mean, if you see, if we see things on Twitter and Facebook saying the election was rigged, stolen from us, it's time to do something about it, there can be no tolerance for that anymore. This is not protected by the First Amendment. It never was, first of all. Second of all, it was never incitement is never protected. In fact, it is illegal to incite violence against the government. It is illegal to promote and partake in acts of sedition against the United States government. Incitement is a crime, and you can be charged with it. Just because you have the right to speak does not mean you don't have any consequences for what you say. Four people are dead because of what the president said promoted for over a month. And the members of the Senate and the House who supported his objections that were based on no evidence whatsoever, they also have blood on their hands. Josh Hawley, one of the main people who was involved with this Senate ploy to object, he has blood on his hands. One of the newspapers in his hometown, in his home state of Missouri, they acknowledge that he has blood on his hands. And the President of the United States absolutely has blood on his hands. I, I know that the Senate Majority Leader, currently Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, was right enough to uh, object to what his fellow colleagues were doing to overturn the election, and he fought tooth and nail to end that. But the fact of the matter is he encouraged the source of this problem for four years. He, he ran interference for him because he got judges. And now the American political culture is destabilized because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your humble host, and I just want our country to calm down. I'm tired of the bodies. I'm tired of the rhetoric. I am tired of not knowing whether or not our country will have to deal with overt fascism like this. We knew there was a problem. And a significant portion of the American public turned its head and ignored all of it, because it was convenient to them. Just remember that the next time somebody tells you that there's a problem with both sides.